It's time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is on 103.9 FM WXAN. It's presented by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries located at 420 South Street in Murfreesboro. Their worship services are Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. and they welcome you. Time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are. Your victory lies in the finished work of the cross. And sooner or later, we're gonna we gonna understand this. Sooner or later, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to Bible say every knee shall bow. See, the world don't want to bow now. And because they don't want to bow to the to the Lord Jesus Christ, look how death is sweeping the land. I'm telling you, every time I look, is somebody being killed by somebody. I'm telling you, we got the only place, uh, the arrest in this world. If you are not hid in Christ, and then even after you get in Christ, you have to learn how to activate this word. Come on now, just being saved is wonderful for that sweet by and by. That's good. We want that. And 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 that's what that's what our goal is to be able to leave this world and be with the Lord Jesus Christ. But we don't have to live from one day to another, down and out, depressed. Dreading the faith, God never intended that for us. He said, come unto me, ye that are heavy laden. That means heavy, burdened down with the cares of the world. Burdened down with worry. Burdened down with sickness. Burdened down with depression. I'm going to tell you something. If you have never dealt with depression from the enemy, you, you don't know. My God, you don't know what depression is until you get it from the enemy. You got to understand, just living in life, there's, a, there's depression. That's just part of life. Just like the trees may be green, the, the leaves fade, and, but yet they come back. Depression is just a part of life. But when Satan put a foothold in that, that's when he's taking you to that next level. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you get to that next level, this is what he's ready to have you to put a gun to your head. You see what I'm saying? You can't go by people smiling and looking like they're having a good time and understand money can't buy what God can give you. I'm telling you, it's going to take this word right here. If we are going to make it, it's going to take this word. Now, let me say this. Being saved, as I said, that's a good thing. But honey, you can be saved and live in hell from one day to another. And that's not God's design for us. God said that he, Jesus came, that we may have life and not only have life, but have it abundantly. When that word abundantly means more than enough, it means overflowing. You see what I'm saying? And you can be saved and live a miserable life. And this is why God has given me the message. And to me, I've been teaching it for over 41 years. I've been on this path over 41 years. And I've been teaching this. And so to me, it's, it's like 
I understand. I got the revelation of it. But God has me to go over and over because his people have to be awakened. You have to be awakened. And how do you awaken someone? You awake someone by constantly shaking them or calling them. But we asleep spiritually in so many areas. And wherever we asleep at, God takes the word and he shakes us and he wakes us. And once you get that revelation, there's not a demon in hell can take it away from you. So tonight I'm going to be talking about healing. And when I say healing, you got to understand that means body, soul, or spirit, wherever you need it at. Some people need healing in the mind. Some people need healing in the soul. And some people need healing in the spirit where they have been wounded. You can get wounded in your spirit. Hallelujah, especially church wounds. And that's one of the worst wounds you can have when you get a church wound. That can be really devastating if you don't understand that God uses all of these things to bring us into destiny. He used everything that the enemy intend to destroy you with. God uses that and to bring a turning around for his glory and to bring you into destiny. This is why the first thing you have to learn to do is forgive on this journey. If you don't learn to forgive when we fixing to go to this scripture, because in order for me to take you where I want to take you, I have to give you the foundation first because the word of God said, if you don't forgive, he won't forgive either. So we just can't do it any kind of way. If you try to serve God any kind of way, you just going to be out there doing your own thing and, 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 and going around like that hamster on the wheel. So we're going to talk about healing, but let me take you to the first scripture that I want to read to you and, and uh, help you along the way. Because again, I teach a lot on physical healing because that's where God brought me from. But you apply healing to wherever it's needed. And once that you submit a thing to God, you got to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. And how do you fight the good fight of faith? You fight it with the word. You fight it with the word. And you have to learn to separate yourself. When you're going through healing, you got to separate yourself from feeling. Why? Because feeling has no purpose on this journey. A lot of times you're not going to feel healed, but that does not affect the word of God. For God says, by his strife, ye are healed. By his strife, ye were healed. So whether I feel like it, whether I look like it, whether I smell like it, it doesn't matter. The word of God has to be able to stand strong in you when you're going through healing. And it has to has to stand strong in you because if it don't, Satan will overtake you. You are not equipped to fight a demon in your own strength. But we fight him through the word and the power of the Holy Ghost. So the first thing I want to take you is uh, Mark 11 and 22. And then I'm going to come back later to this. But right now I want to take you to Mark 11 and I'm going to run through it and give you the foundation for Mark 11 and 22 to work. Okay. It says, have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now you got to remember whosoever. He didn't say the believer. He didn't say 
or the bishop. He didn't say the pastor. So you are a whosoever. You got power. You got power in the name of Jesus. A whosoever. Many times we think we have to make it to the church. We have to make it to the pastor. We have to make it to somebody to pray for us. But you got to know you are a whosoever. And then he go on to say, shall say unto this mountain. You got to know when you say. Say is to verbally speak. When you say, you activating the word of God. When you say, you got to activate the word of God. And, and your words activate the word of God. This is why he's saying say. You got to say. You got to speak it. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. Again, shall not doubt in his heart. He's giving you, he's giving you, uh, uh, room for doubt because doubt is coming to the man. You got to know when you're standing in faith for God to heal you. That's one of the enemy's weapons is his weapons of doubt and it's definitely coming to the man. So when it comes to the man, you have to resist that with the, with the word of God. You have to rebuke the enemy because it's coming to the man. Why is it coming to the man? In order to get into your heart, the gate, the entrance is to the man. You see what I'm saying? So when that thought of doubt comes to your mind, don't go claiming it for yourself. Don't go thinking that you're doubting. It is the enemy's weapon to get you to accept that. And once that you accept that, then he keep putting, hitting you with more and more. But when you resist doubt and don't worry because you feel like you doubting. Okay. And then he goes on to say, shall believe the shall not doubt in his heart. In other words, doubt is coming to the man. Understand that. You're, you're, no, you're not in danger because it's coming to the mind. Because again, that's where the enemy shoots his, his tactic. That's, that's one of his weapons. And why did he de deals with the mind? Satan cannot get direct access to your spirit because in your spirit is where God dwells. You got to understand that. And this is why I always go back and teach spirit, soul, and body. In, in your spirit, that's God's domain. That's where he, if you're born again, and, 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 and washed in the blood of the Lamb, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. You, th that domain belongs to God. Satan don't have that access to you. That's God's domain. So since he can't get to your spirit because God dwells there, and God is not going to share his temple with a devil. Okay? So since he can't get to your spirit... The next thing, he gets to your mind. And why does he get to your mind? Because it's connected to this world. And this is where Satan is, he's the God of this world. And you have the five senses, which are, which is the gates, which are the gates that he enters into. You have your five senses, okay? And we know the five senses. So the five senses are connected to this world. So in order for him to get into your mind, he have to, he has to come through these five senses and and that's on what you see when you see something or what you hear when the doctor tells you something or when you see something or when you feel something. He enters in into your mind and there he sits and try to get you to accept that. And once that you accept that and you repetitiously hear a thing, then it goes down into your heart. And this is why God said, as a man think it, where 
in his heart. The thinking is in your heart. Once that seed is planted in your heart, then it will produce the thoughts. Your thoughts will produce whatever you're thinking. Whatever you're thinking. If you're thinking you're sick and can't get well, it's going to produce that. If you're thinking you got cancer, it's going to produce that. If you think it on a regular base, you got lupus, it's going to produce that. And, 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 and so what God is saying, you fight the good fight of faith by not allowing these things into your heart. You keep it out of your heart at all costs. And this is why I'm always saying the gates, the gates are these five senses for entering into your heart. And this is why when I spoke last week over in the book of Deuteronomy 16, he said, set judges and officers at all thy gates. Back in biblical time, when uh, the men and women would come to the gates to do business and they had judges and they had officers that would sit at the gate and the judge would judge who they would allow into that city. And, and the officers, if they wanted, if they wanted to be rambunctious and just uh, break on in and, and, and determine to get into that city, then the officers would get them and carry them away. So the word of God is the judge that you set at these gates. And the officer is the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For it is the Holy Ghost within, within us that fights. We're not equipped, but that power of the Holy Ghost is in us. And it will fight for you if when you determine not to let them through these gates. So this is why you put the word up at these gates. And if I knew what I knew years ago, I tell you, I would be further up the road because I would judge everything that I would allow in my gates. Now listen, he said, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And right here, one, I'm, I'm hearing God tell me to break it down between believing and faith. They're not the same. Okay, let me say this. Believe. You have to believe. You have to believe that you heal. Now, when you believe that you heal, you anchor your mind in belief. That 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 belief stays put no matter if 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 you were that that ship on the sea. Okay. When they bring that ship in, and they dock that ship, they drop that anchor. They drop that anchor. And no matter how the wind blows and cut up, that ship will stay put. Are you hearing me? It will not drift off the sea. That anchor keeps it put during the storm. Your believing, when you believe in God for healing, your believing is the word of God. You take and you anchor your mind. Now, let me tell you something. You anchor your mind. Now, what would be an anchor? Uh, beloved, above all, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. You anchor, okay? You anchor your mind, okay? Then you take that word and you anchor your mind. That means, in my case, I said, by his stripes, I'm healed. That's what I anchored my mind. See, if you don't anchor your mind, which is believing, and anchor your mind, the weight that will hold it in place, when when the enemy begin to bombard your gates with bad news, the pain, and everything negative, let me tell you something. All that stuff going to come to you, 
then you have to have your mind anchored with a scripture. And even though when that ship is on the ocean, what does it do? It goes up, it rocks up, it goes sideways. Every time it's hit, when that wave hit it, it may go this way, but it comes back. Why? Because it's anchored. And this is what the word of God is. You anchor your mind with the word of God. Even though the wind may hit it, it may knock it to and fro, but that believing is by his stripes, I'm healed, and it's anchored. And that's, that's it. You anchor, you find the scripture when you trust in God and you anchor with that scripture and you don't need but one scripture. You can have as many as you want, but one scripture will send the devil on the run. You hold that scripture. You don't worry about what it looks like. You don't worry about what it feels like, but you hold that scripture. And now with faith that that believing is staying put, staying put, it ain't going nowhere. Because your mind is anchored with by his stripes I'm healed. That's staying put. Now faith come along and faith without works is what? Is dead. So faith begins as a force. Faith is a force and it begins to move that problem. And while this faith is moving that problem, your mind stay put until it manifests in this here physical realm. Okay? So I'm going to get back to this, but I'm going to get you to the foundation of how you're going to get healed and stay healed, okay? Now, he's saying, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, what? Whatever you desire, what is it that you desire? First of all, you got to get a desire. What are you desiring? Whatsoever thing you desire. When you pray. Right there. When you what? When you pray. When you pray. Listen. Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. When are you going to receive it? Now, if he said, believe when you pray, why do we go over and 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 over for years with that same prayer? That's because you haven't believed that you receive. Okay? You've got to, when you pray, and see, when you pray, you got to separate feelings, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So when you pray, you don't walk by what you feel. Now, when you're walking by what you feel, you're going to go back, back in there with that same prayer again. Because you don't feel like he hurt you. You don't feel like I'm here. So what it does, it keeps you running. So I got to teach you how to separate all feeling. We don't walk by feeling. We walk by faith. So when you go in there, your faith got to know that he hears you. When Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he said, he said, uh, uh, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. God hears you always, always. He hears his children. Now, sometimes Isaiah say sin can separate us. Sometimes your sin can separate you from God. Okay. So if you got some sin plugging up the sink, then move that sin out of the way, repent of it. And he always hears us. And so when you go in your prayer room, you got to go knowing that he always hears us when we pray. Okay. So we got that. And if he always hear me when I pray, that means when I go in there and I give that thing to God, I receive and I believe that I got it. Okay. Now, if I believe that I got it, what do I, what would I do? I would give him the praise. I would give him the glory. I would thank him. Why? Because I got it. Okay. So he said, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Now that's Mark 11. Now for this to work, 
But this is the work. This is the foundation. If you want Mark 11, 22, and 23, and uh, 24 to work for you, then here's the key. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, don't let unforgiveness block your blessing. In Jesus' name, let it go. Whatever, this is a new year and a good beginning for many of us. Whatever you holding against people, whatever folks have done. Now listen, you can forgive people and cut them off. Get, cut it at the root. Don't worry about, you know, wish them the best. Don't play tick for tack. Forgive when you stand praying. If you have ought against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you. So if you don't forgive, he's saying he can't forgive you. So you don't want to run around here with unforgiveness. Now, let me say this. Everything we deal and do with God is an act of faith. Stop running around here wanting quick fixes. That's what's messing up everybody. They want quick fixes. Before you feel what you would like to feel when you forgive a person, it is you must present the will to forgive. You see, many times it's some bitter things that you, you can't forgive. You won't be able to forgive. Let's come on. We're dealing with petty stuff. But just think about mothers that lost children at the hands of somebody. Just think about all of this stuff. Think about that. What we holding is petty stuff, what somebody said or what somebody uh, did. But think about when you really have to forgive the man that destroyed your life or the woman that destroyed your life. Think about that. Okay? That's not an easy thing to do. So what I'm saying, what God is saying, any time we dealing with God is always an act of faith. Are you hearing me? So when you are forgiven. I mean, I, I, God is taking me here. And I know I've said it before. And I have said how he's leading me. When my husband and I. We were young and, and starting off. And what happened. You know. As I so often say. You know if you get somebody in Murfreesboro. You, I'm going to tell you. That's anywhere nowadays. But anyway. He ended up leaving me, and I was just coming into the Lord and all of this. Now, this is what I had to do. With this, with this other woman, and many of them he was messing with, okay? And I knew God said I had to forgive, and it was painful. It was, it was one of the hardest things that I had to do. Now, the key here, when I got saved, do I treat him the way he should be treated? Should I be nasty and, and do all kind of stuff to him? And you know how we think. But let me tell you something. I love God so much. I chose to forgive. Through all the pain, the hurt, the wound, the disappointment, the, the letdown, the things that he didn't do for me, all of that. In spite of that, I chose to forgive. I had all the opportunity in the world to be angry, be mad, beat him up, do whatever I needed to do. So guess what? 
Whenever he came around, they came around. I chose to be nice. It wasn't killing me, tearing me up, but I began to act on what God told me to do. And before I knew it, I was totally set free. So what I'm saying, present the will. When you present the will, now you're in trouble if you're that hellish that you don't won't even present the will. Then I don't know what to tell you. Because if you can't do it, all you have to do is say, Lord, I choose to forgive and present the will. And when you present the will, you do what you can do. And God would do what you can't do. When I presented the will, I did what I could do. And what was that? Be nice and, and speak and be kind. And then before I knew it, God did the healing and I'm, I was totally set free and still set free. So what I'm saying, quit looking for a feeling on this journey. Feeling will come later on, but you got to present the will and God will do the rest. Are you hearing me? Present the will. That don't mean seeing somebody and snatching your head and being nasty. Uh-uh. Present the will. Don't worry about them. You setting yourself free. See, forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Because if you hold unforgiveness and bitterness, you're harboring misery in your soul. And you got to be free all the way around. You got to be free. And when I call upon his name, I have no doubt that he's not. he's going to answer. Okay? So now we understand releasing and letting go yesterday's bitterness and yesterday's misery, okay? Now I'm going to take you over here to Matthew. Now listen here. And you know what? A long time ago, God told me I don't get in debates. I preach what I know the words say. I don't go outside of my arena. I have a little scope God has taught me. And when God teaches and backs up your life with the word of God, you know that you know that you know. So I don't get in debate with people. I don't, I don't argue with people. And even now, you come on my Facebook talking crazy, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to block you and keep on pushing. I don't have time for it, okay? Now listen, understand that it is God's will to heal you. It is his will. Now, how do you know it is his will? We, the only way we know God is through this word, this word, this is it. All right. You don't know, no, nothing else about God. Ain't nothing else. I don't trust nothing. Nobody say by God. If it's not in this word, I take it with a grain of sand, but if the word is in there, so God is his word and his word is his will. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I come to do my father's will. Now, you got people that would stand ten toes down, and I respect them, and they say, God don't heal anymore. Okay, I respect that. That's you. And why? And I believe, this is me, I believe that by his stripes, I'm healed. Why? Because he's healed me. He's delivered me. He's set me free many times over. So that's my faith, okay? Your faith may say, he don't heal anymore. That's your faith, okay? And I respect every man's faith. What did he say? According to your faith. So that person is not wrong if he don't believe God healed. It's according to his faith. God told me that a long time ago. Respect everybody in their faith. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I believe that Jesus came to do the will of his father. Now listen what he says. Over in the book of Matthews, uh, Eight, and this is the 15th. Now listen. And he touched her hand and the fever left. And she arose and ministered unto him, unto them. When the evening was come, 
they brought unto him many that was possessed with devils. Listen. And he cast out the spirits with his word. Now listen. And he healed all that were sick. Don't you know that Jesus came to do his father's will? And he's still doing his father's will. Now listen. He healed all that were sick. He didn't heal a few. He did. He, he healed all that came to him. Okay. Now listen. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took our infirmities and bare our sickness. He did what? He took our infirmities and bare our sickness. Now that shows you right there. It was Jesus came to do his father's will. If you believe in God for running, driving out any sickness in your body, settle, settle it forever and now that it is his will to heal you. Don't you allow the devil to bring you any negative thought. It is his will. We got that clear. You've been listening to Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is, brought to you by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries in Murfreesboro. They're located at 420 South Street, and you can join them for their Sunday morning worship services at 1130 a.m. Tune in again next time for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because